a lot of times in business, when we're dealing with customers, we're dealing with, um, you know, other businesses, we're doing business, business sales or, or business to consumer sales. A lot about what you say is important, like how you speak to your customers, how you talk to your clients. And that rolls over into your family, how you talk to your wife, how you talk to your kids. Both are very, very important things. And so in this particular episode, we are going to talk about the book, uh, What to Say by Philip M. Jones. Um, and we're going to learn some of the things that he goes through, some of what he calls magic words um, to help us kind of make sure we're making the right statement to our family. Um, the worst time, right? The worst time to think about what you're going to say is in the moment that you're going to say it, right? A lot of times we are kind of reactionary to what's happening around us. Uh, something happens with our kids and we react to what has happened uh, as opposed to respond. When we respond, it's because we have a thought process behind the words that are going to come out of our mouth. When we react, we typically are just kind of doing knee jerk things or just saying things that like pop into our head in that moment. And as we know, that's not always the best thing. And then we end up having to go back um, in the case. You don't, don't move. Keep it locked. You already know. You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. I am your host, Rod, and um, man, so the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast is a podcast for dads, by dads, um, where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which is faith, family, fitness, and finance. As of late, we've been doing the business of fatherhood segment, where we've been going through um, books about business and about leadership and talking about how we can apply those to fatherhood. Um, a lot of times in business, when we're dealing with customers, we're dealing with um, you know, other businesses, we're doing business, business sales or, or business to consumer sales. A lot about what you say is important, like how you speak to your customers, how you talk to your clients. And that rolls over into your family, how you talk to your wife, how you talk to your kids. Both are very, very important things. And so in this particular episode, we are going to talk about the book, uh, What to Say by Philip M. Jones. Um, and we're going to learn some of the things that he goes through, some of what he calls magic words um, to help us kind of make sure we're making the right statement to our family. Um, the worst time, right? The worst time to think about what you're going to say is in the moment that you're going to say it, right? A lot of times we are kind of reactionary to what's happening around us. Uh, something happens with our kids and we react to what has happened uh, as opposed to respond. When we respond, it's because we have a thought process behind the words that are going to come out of our mouth. When we react, we typically are just kind of doing knee jerk things or just saying things that like pop into our head in that moment. And as we know, that's not always the best thing. And then we end up having to go back um, in the case of your wife apologize. And sometimes in the case of your kids apologize as well, because maybe what you're saying isn't what you're meaning, right? 
And so in this book, man, he goes through what he calls magic words, right? He goes through magic words that you can use in conversation and dialogue that get the results that you want, right? It's, it's the best way, according to Phil, to impact and influence others, okay? So what he makes clear kind of right away is that the book prepares you for nearly every known eventuality and it provides you with a fair advantage in almost every conversation, right? Because it's the power of the magic words, right? And he goes through a bunch of magic words, but um, here's, a, here's a definition of, of you know, what magic words are straight from the book. Okay, magic words are a set of words that talk straight to the subconscious brain. The subconscious brain is a powerful tool in decision making because it it is pre-programmed through our conditioning to make decisions without overanalyzing them. Right. It works like a computer. It only has yes and no outputs and can never land on maybe. It is a strong and decisive is strong and decisive and moves quickly using words that talk straight to the part of the brain that is free from maybes and responds on reflex and responds on reflex and gives you a fair advantage in conversation and can result in you getting your own way more often. All right. So now we're not, when we talk about influence, we talk about, you know, getting your own way. Now we're not trying to take advantage of the situation. That's why it says fair advantage, because in the situation, when we're having a conversation, we're talking with our wife, we're talking with our children, we want it to be a two-way street right? We do want to have as a leader uh, or as someone that's guiding the conversation to kind of lead it in the direction that we want it to go. We don't want to get sidetracked. We don't want to get away from the things that are most important. Um, so we want to have a little bit of control. And what this does or what these words do is allow you the opportunity to be able to talk through exactly what it is you want to say, get the answers that you need to get without the confusion and the maybes and sometimes excuses, right? Um, so uh, like in a nutshell, okay, we, we call it sub, subconscious or adaptive sub, subconscious, and this is in the book and I don't want to be too technical, but there's undoubtedly some part in your skull, which is inaccessible to your, or sorry, inaccessible to your, your consciousness, um, which nevertheless influences your judgments, feelings, and behaviors. And so using these magic words allows you to cut through that and get to that part, right? This part is an extremely powerful a piece of guiding your routines, controlling your breathing while you sleep, even refocusing your attention whenever something um, akin to your name is mentioned. Like if you hear something that sounds like your name, this is the part of your brain that makes you perk up, right? There are some words that communicate completely and directly to this hidden and governing part of every human being, right? These are what Jones calls magic words, right? Try, tested, and proven to deliver results when applied correctly. Okay, so now, let's let's see how this works okay we're going to kind of go through a few of these different things and think about what you can how you can use them in conversation right and i i use some of these now that i've read the book right and it, it has definitely helped um i found ways to use it in relationship um i found ways to use it in business um i found ways to use it in in situations where i am and in, in leadership but like as a coach uh as a mentor um, and then as a father, obviously, it's the fatherhood podcast. So how do these things work in a fatherhood situation? So there's quite a few of them. Um, there's like 23. But there's plenty of times where you can find, um, you know, find opportunities to use them. Okay, so like, for example, um, how would you feel if, right? 
here's an example. So my daughter, my daughter, uh, my two daughters, right? They're, they're kind of, uh, they're about the same age. They're two years apart, but they're about the same height. They have the same kind of friends. There's some differences, right? Obviously in class, but pretty much share the same friends, share the same room because they want to, they don't want to split up. Um, you know, they're each other's best friends. Sometimes though, right? As natural human beings do, they argue, they get in, into little, little tiffs with each other where somebody doesn't want to be around somebody, somebody said something somebody didn't like, did something someone didn't do or didn't want to do. Um, and then I have to kind of step in. So any situation where someone is being wronged, right? The question I ask is how would you feel if, for example, somebody, my older daughter took a, took a doll, right? And she wanted to play with it. The younger daughter did not like it. Um, so she came and told me. Right. So then my, I go to talk to my older daughter and I'm like, hey, how would you feel if you were playing with something or had something that you like and I took it away? Right. Immediately now she has to give me an answer of how she would feel. And then we begin a conversation. Right. It, it doesn't leave room for um, excuses. Right. Because we're talking about what you feel. What would you feel? Right. Would you be upset? Would you be angry? Would you be happy? Would you be sad? And then we can go along that emotion. So if she says, oh, well, I, that would make me upset. Okay, why would that make you upset? What, what is it that, you know, that maybe I did in that situation that would make you upset? Oh, well, you took it from me and I was playing with it. Oh, okay, well, can you now see how that might have X, Y, Z, right? Um, another one I use with, with my girls is, is just imagine, okay? Like if they're there, my youngest one will sometimes throw not tantrums, but she she gets, you know, she gets a little moody sometimes. And I would be like, you know, just imagine, just imagine if, you know, none of this happened, right? None of this stuff happened and you were just happy and playing and being able to do what you want to do. What would that, what would that feel like? Like what would you, what would you be doing? Right. And just imagine we didn't have any, we didn't have any school, no homework, no, no practice, no softball practices today, no soccer practices, no tennis practices. We were just able to be home just imagine what that would be like now immediately in her mind she's envisioning this perfect scenario so even though we're in the midst of a, a you know a, a a situation where she's upset mentally i take her to a place where she's happy now that breaks up that that feeling of upset because now her mind is on i'm happy right um here's one and, and you 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 have to kind of use these two, right? You can kind of use these two interchangeably, kind of depending on the situation. Um, older kids, uh, and obviously you parent how you want to parent, right? Um, or you you husband how you want a husband. But say there's something that's you know you you asked your wife to do for you, um, and it hasn't got done. She's busy. She got whatever going on, stuff with the kids, stuff with work, stuff with life, right? Um, here's a good one. When would be a good time? You know, I asked you to do X, Y, Z. When would be a good time for you to do that, right? Because what it does now is it's not asking her again to do it, right? What you're doing is setting a framework. You're kind of figuring out a time, allowing her to figure out a time where it fits best in her schedule. Now you put the ball into her court. Now she's thinking about the thing that you wanted her to think about without you saying, hey, remember that thing I told you to do? You still haven't done it, right? Or same thing with your kids, right? Hey, listen, and this might be different. Again, with your kids, you may not want to be asking them when would be a good time. You may want to be more instructing them of when a good time is or helping them see when a good time is. But 
um, when would be a good time, right? Um, I'm guessing you haven't got around to, right? I see you haven't done the thing I asked you to. I'm guessing you haven't got around to it because you got so much going on. You're empathizing with them, right? And again, this may not be a situation where you want to say that with your kids. It, it, maybe it is, okay? But then you go into it. Hey, I'm guessing you haven't got around to, uh, you know, cleaning your room. When would be a good time for you to do that? <laughs> and that might be crazy, right? Because I'm more like the get in there and clean your room type of dude. And uh, that question, you know, but again, in business, that might work, right? Because if you got an employee that maybe has tasks that they got, you know, a bunch of stuff lining up, or maybe you're, you're trying to work on a sale and like, hey, uh, you know, I see you click the link, but I'm guessing you haven't got around to X, Y, Z, right? Empathize with them, understanding, right? As a leader, it's not about just telling people what to do. It's about getting people to do what they need to do when they need to do it without you having to tell them to do it, Right getting them to align with the same vision as you. My vision is that you girls have your room clean on a daily basis. But I, if I have to keep telling you to get your room clean, it's not going to get clean the way it's supposed to. So I need you to be on the same page as me. I need you to think like I think. I need you to see how I see so that you can get it done. Okay. Um, you have three options. It's another one. You got three options. You can X. You can Y or you can Z, right? All three of those options should probably be things uh, more along the lines of what you want, but they can be masked as things that they want, right? Um, for example, using the clean the room thing, you can A, clean your room um, and then go do your homework. You can get your homework done and then clean your room, or you can whatever, right? You know, give them a third option, whatever makes sense in that situation, right? Um, here's one. Um, and these, these are a little bit more businessy, right? Like uh, you have three options. Uh, you can pay now, pay later, or, you know, pay in installments. Um, you could, you know, there's two types of people, right? There's the people that, you know, there's kind of that kind of thing, right? I use that with my daughters uh, with sports, right? Because my, my older daughter is getting a little bit more involved. Obviously, she's older. Things are getting a little bit more serious. And I kind of throw this at her all the time. I was like, hey, look, there's two types of people, right? There's a type of people that get stuff done. And there's a type of people that wait for stuff to get done, right? Which one are you? Now I'm asking her to identify as, as what type of person she is. And now I can take that and continue the conversation. Oh, okay. You feel like you're a person that gets stuff done. Well, listen, we got some stuff that needs to get done as a person that likes to get stuff done. This is how you should do it. Here are some suggestions for what I think you should do. Um, here are some ways to do it. Oh, you don't think you're a person that gets stuff done? Oh, man. Well, let's see if we can. It, it, I mean, if you want to try to accomplish X, Y, and Z, then we really need to be the type of person that gets stuff done. But I understand that you don't feel that way. So let's figure out how, as a person that doesn't get stuff done, um, you know, we understand that maybe you won't get what you want out of out of life or out of this or out of that. Um, but let me show you how we can kind of, you know, get you in the right, right path, right? Um, if then, right? If then statements. If I blank, then you blank, right? This is good for conversation with your wife. If I'm hearing you correctly, you know, then what I, what I think you're saying is, right? Or if I, if I, uh, you know, if I get X, Y, Z, then I get 
blah, blah, blah. Or if I get this, then you get that. Some way we put if and then in there, right? Because it's giving them a, a, an opportunity to see that you're going to do something and then something's going to happen, right? Um, I bet you're a bit like me. I bet you're a bit like me, right? And I say that to my daughters. And this is one that I use a lot because of course, like all of us, our kids take on our traits, right? I bet you're a bit like me. Like I, when I was little, I did not want to clean up, right? But what I learned is that when I had my space clean, I was able to do the things that I wanted to do, right? I was able to find the toys that I wanted to play with. Um, you know, I bet you're a bit like me. When I was in school, I loved, 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 you know, math. Um, but then the other stuff, you know, it, it didn't excite me. So I kind of gave it a little bit half effort. But what I figured out is, is that I was good in all of those things. I just liked one thing more. So I made sure that I took care of those. And then I did a little bit extra on this one, right? Just again, ways to keep the conversation going, right? Most people, <laughs> most people feel the way you feel. This is a good one, right? And again, this is something that you can use if you have the information. If you have the information, this is like a salesy situation, right? If, if we're um, purchasing something, right? Hey, listen, what most people do is when they buy uh, X, they typically go ahead and grab Y along with it because they figured out that it's the best way to get the best deal. Hey, what most people are doing, uh, you know, what most people do when they're cleaning their room is, you know, they kind of start on one side and then work their way across. They don't just kind of bounce around and do this or that, right? Um, the good news, this is a great one. Hey, look, I know you've got a really, really busy week. We got, you know, several practices today. Um, you don't feel like doing it and you got your homework. But the good news is, is once we get through today, tomorrow, we don't have anything. We get to chill. Right. Uh, in a business situation. Hey, listen, the good news is because you went ahead and took advantage of the opportunity. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw in X. Right. I'm sure you guys have said this. If you're in sales of any kind. Uh, if you run a business, every business sells something. Um, you may not be selling directly to someone, but you sell something. So you've probably said this before um, or used it before. And if you haven't, then you probably should. What happens next? Okay, great. Look, you cleaned your room. And so what happens next is because you cleaned your room, you get to go outside and play or you get to go play inside, whatever the situation, right? What happens next? Um, this is good, good for, for conversation with your wife, right? You guys are having, you know, just a normal conversation. She may say something about you or some situation, right? And what we do as men typically is we internalize that, try to figure out what it means in our head. And then we, once we decide what it means, then that's how we're going to react. We're going to react on what we think it means, not on actually what it means. And uh, everybody does this. Um, but Here's the question when she says, hey, listen, um, I really don't like the way you do this or um, I don't know, anything, right? Any, any kind of thing that you're trying to, you don't want to just go on your own understanding. You want to kind of get a little bit more clarity. What I do and when I got this from the book is, is what makes you say that? Um, oh, man, you're really not paying attention. You're not as attentive as you used to be. Um, you're spending too much, you know, you, I, I just feel like you aren't paying enough attention to me. Oh, man, what makes you say that? Because now I'm giving her the opportunity to give me some detail, 
on what it is. And sometimes it may be uncomfortable to get that question answered, <laughs> right? But now I'm getting a better understanding of the situation as opposed to as, as opposed to me reacting with, I feel like I'm present, I'm doing everything I need to do, um, you know, this and that, right? I can get a understanding of what makes her say that. Oh, what makes you say that? Well, last night, you know, I was talking to you and, you know, it felt like you just weren't paying attention. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, look, here's what happened. Let's talk about it. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Um, before you make your mind up, I don't really know that I've used this with my kids. I, I can, I, I, I know one instance where I did, um, but I don't use it super often. Um, and I don't really use it super often with my wife. However, if she has something that she's trying to decide to do, and I have a different feeling on how it should be done, I may, I may say, hey, before you make your mind up, right? If I got some extra information that maybe she didn't know about before she makes her mind up, I want to say, hey, this is X, Y, and Z. This is what you got to do. Again, a sales situation. Somebody's like, ah, you know, I don't think I really need it. Hey, listen, before you make your mind up, I don't know if you noticed, but, right? Hey, I'm not sure if it's for you, but it also has do, 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 right? Just imagine if it had doom, 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 doom. And then you tell them it has doom, 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 right? But with my kids, I've used this and it's like, before you make up your mind, okay, my youngest was playing soccer. She did not, did not like her coach. She had a terrible coach. Um, he was super aggressive for five-year-olds. Not like he was, you know, aggressive, aggressive, but like his voice, right? He's bigger dude, big voice, always yelling, right? Not like derogatory, but just everything he said was yelling, right? Um, come on, like all yelling, right? And I won't yell and blow you guys' eardrums out, but the dude yelled all the time, right? My daughter was like, hey, I don't want to play soccer anymore. Like, it was that bad. Like, she didn't want to play soccer, the sport, because of the coach, right? I'm like, hey, before you make your mind up, just imagine, <laughs> just imagine we were playing soccer and we didn't have that coach. Maybe we had a coach we liked better. Would you feel like still playing soccer like how would you feel if we let go like we didn't have that coach right before you make up your mind how would you feel if we didn't have that coach and we were just out there playing soccer right how would that be what, 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 what would that be for you right um if i can will you again not one necessarily that i use my kids right if i can will you but again, definitely in business, right? If I can show you how this can help you, will you purchase this product, right? Um, you, you may be able to use a variation of this with your significant other, uh, with your wife, with your girlfriend. Um, you know, if I can, will you? <laughs> if I can do X, will you do Y, right? If I can go pick the kids up from school today, will you go ahead and stop at the store and grab whatever that I was going to grab because I, you know, I can't do it, whatever, right? Um, but again, it is giving them the opportunity to feel appreciated, involved, right? Um, it's allowing them an opportunity to answer with just a yes or no. If I can, will you? Yes, you can or no, you can't. Not maybe, right? Because maybe doesn't work in the situation because maybe I can. I'm not saying that maybe if I do, if I maybe do this, then you can. No, I'm saying if I can do this, I'm going to do this. You're going to do that, right? If you say uh, enough, right? The word enough, just in general. 
um, it, for whatever reason, right, it, it kind of triggers, right? Probably right now when I said enough, you probably heard it like a different way, right? Um, there are some things that, that you should do or could do is like if you're in a situation where you get someone to say thank you, right? you uh but you got like some other stuff right like i'm talking to my wife and you know we're we're gonna have a conversation and um we figure some stuff out and then we get to a point where we're at the end of the conversation she's like oh well thank you for bringing that up you know i didn't notice that you know i was doing that um thank you for for letting me know thank you for coming to talk to me because my wife really likes to talk things through so we're opposite in that way is i'll just like thug it out right she wants to talk it out right different but I'm working on it. That's why I'm doing this kind of stuff, right? Um, because if I'm going to be an effective leader and CEO of my family, I need to be able to be a, an effective leader in general. And so leadership is important, um, you know, and the best, some of the best leadership books are in business. And so that's why I've been kind of going into these. But anyway, um, so get her to say thank you. And then I go, hey, just one more thing. Because she's saying thank you at that moment, her, she's open to doing more, right? Because she's in a, in a position of gratitude. She's grateful. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate it, right? So if I ask for one more thing while you appreciate what, I just, what I've just done for you, you're more than likely to do it, right? Um, you know, you get your kids, whatever, you know, hey, we want to go get some ice cream. Cool, let's go get some ice cream. Give them the ice cream and they're, they're eating ice cream. And they're like, oh, thanks, dad. And I'm like, oh, no problem. You know what? Hey, just one more thing, though. When we get home, uh, you got to clean the room. We're going to say, no, nah, I ain't going to do it. <laughs> like, I'm so happy. I got ice cream running down my hand. Absolutely. I'm cleaning the room. Right. Or, or this is kind of along the same lines. Um, you know what? Can you do me a favor? Right. Thanks, dad. Really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Hey, do me a favor, though. When we get home, right? And again, this is not you relinquishing leadership to your children. It's you guiding the conversation with control because you know the magic words to get the conversation out. A lot of times we, we because we are leaders, because we're fathers, because we're the head of the household, we talk at people, right? We talk at people, we tell them things, we dictate to them things that we want done, um, especially as parents, we dictate to our children things we want done and there are ways to get it done and teach them how to be adults while they're young, right? Because if you're just dictating and always telling them what to do, then when they get older, they're expecting someone to tell them what to do, right? Which makes it harder for them if they want to be an entrepreneur, because when you're an entrepreneur, you tell you what to do. Nobody else is around. Nobody else is going to be telling you what to do. So this is like entrepreneur prep, <laughs> leadership prep right because they are, are are living through it so they can use it later right hey you know what just out of curiosity right just out of curiosity um when you didn't put your 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 dish away this morning after breakfast like what what was the plan you know because most people you know most everybody else like kind of put their put their plate away so you know i'm just i was just wondering what, what kind of happened there, right? Um, yeah, so it, it, the book is really cool. Like it, it oh, one, I forgot, open-minded. Okay, open-minded is one, again, kids don't really care about being open-minded. Maybe if you got older kids, open-minded is a good one. 
Um, but if you got like, you can use this with your wife, right? Um, using open-minded, if you use it correctly, right, works really well. Because if you, if you ask a bunch of people, if they're open-minded, the majority of them will say, oh yeah, I'm open-minded. People want to be open-minded, right? Because the alternative to being open-minded is closed-minded, right? Which sounds bad. People don't want to be closed-minded. They don't want to be the person that is blocking everything out. It just doesn't sound good. So you're going to use that to your benefit. If you start a sentence with how open-minded, how open-minded, right? You're shifting the odds of your listener kind of going from 50-50 to 90-10, right? How open-minded are you to, to me going out this weekend with the fellas who play a little golf? How open-minded are you to, uh, you know, cooking dinner tonight? <laughs> How open-minded are you to trying that thing that I had told you about, right? Um, would you be, you know, would you be open-minded about seeing if we could do whatever, right? Because, People think they know best. That's how they're built to think, right? This is the way we are, right? We think we know best for us. We think we know best for others. And you want to try to steer the conversation in a certain direction. You have to have control over it, okay? So a great way to achieve this is, is trying to move the other person's position from one of certainty to one of doubt, right? So when you, when you ask questions like, what do you know, right? Or as you say, you're like, you know, what do you know about, um, and this is not a kitty question, right? What do you know about, uh, I don't know. What do you know about everything that's changed since COVID? <laughs> um, now you got to think like, dang, what do I know? Now I'm not certain anymore. Kind of doubtful, like, dang, I might not know everything. Oh man, he's asking me that for a reason. Hmm. What do you know about when guys X, Y, and Z? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> right. These are these are things like well, you know. What do you your kid? Ooh. You can use this for your kids, right? Dad, you're being really unfair. I don't like the way you know. Blah 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 blah. Right. It happens sometimes. They they speak up and talk about you know. You know what do you know about how things really work here? Because maybe I haven't explained them. And I, I'm, I'm really curious, you know, just out of curiosity, you know, what do you know about the way things work here? Right? Because they will have formed an idea of how they think things work, right? And it's your job to kind of form the world around them, right? Um, all right, so look, here's the deal. I'm not going to keep going through a thousand of these, right? Like I said, there's 23 of them. I probably hit 20 of them. Um, giving you kind of some ideas of, of what and how you may use them, situations they may come up. Obviously, it's good for you to read the book. And I say this every episode um, that I'm doing these, the, the business of fatherhood, right? These business of fatherhood episodes, it's, it's really important um, to try to read the book, right? It, it's, it's really if you can, right? And I know everybody's busy, right? And that's why I've, I'm doing these is, you know, everybody's busy. Nobody can read every book, right? Every, nobody can read one to two books a week all the time, right? I've been struggling to do it, but I've been getting it done. Um, but it is, it, is, it is difficult too, right? So Audible it if you need to, YouTube it if you need to, but I, sip, I, I sincerely suggest 
you um, you try to get these into your vocabulary, right? Because they're going to help you in your relationships in general, your business relationships in specific. And then, you know, you can use them with your with your kids, with your wife, with your family, because ultimately with these podcasts and with these business of fatherhood episodes is is I want to help you just like those these books, right? These books are for entrepreneurs, business leaders, managers, CEOs, all that. Right. With the goal being to get them to be optimal, right, to run the best company, to run a super successful business, to create um you know, mastery in something, right? And we are fathers, right? And we run a, a family, right? Think about it this way. Your family is a business. And I don't mean to like make it, you know, sound bad, but your family is a business, right? The income you bring in, the income your wife brings in, that's the income coming into the business, right? You obviously do a service for that income. Once that income comes into the business, right? Like, like if I was McDonald's, I'm selling burgers, right? Selling burgers that produces my, my, my revenue, my gross, right? Now I need to take that gross and I need to apply it to different things, lights, overhead, burgers and themselves, right? All that stuff, pay employees, right? So you're bringing in income just like McDonald's does, right? You bring income into your house. Now, inside of McDonald's, there is a hierarchy of employees in your house. There's a hierarchy of employees. There is uh, the kids probably at the bottom or the dog at the bottom. Kids are at, you know, next level up, um, those are like your, your cashiers, your frontline workers, right? If you got little kids, right? They're, they're, they're cashiers, they're frontline workers. Like they don't, you know, they get a little older, they're teenagers. Now they're working in the kitchen, right? They're making actual burgers, right? You got a, um, almost adult kid. They might even be a manager at times, right? They may be managing the other kids, watching them babysitting, supervising, right? And then you've got you, right? CEO, <laughs> the CEO of the household right? You're in charge of the finances. You're in charge of making sure people eat, sleep, drink. You're in charge of making sure people have their uniforms, their clothes on their back, making sure they have an ability to get to and from work, to and from your house, to and from school, uh, you know, McDonald's University, right? Um, all those things, right? So it, it, when you look at it that way, right, as a CEO of a company, you need, again, to be able to get everybody to align with your vision, your vision for the household. Now, if you're religious, there's a, a vision for the household that's laid out in Bibles and, and, and you know, religious text. Or you and your, your, your uh, COO, right? Your, your, your COO, your wife um, may have, you know, sat down or hopefully sat down and have some ideas on how you want to run the company, um, how you want the employees to, you know, the processes you want in place, how you want them to operate, Um but in order to do that and do that successfully, right, as a business, that's why they have all of these, these books and videos and conferences and seminars. Fatherhood is no different, right? You are running a company. If, you're, if your family brings in a million dollars, you are running in a, a million dollar <laughs> company, right? So um, I'll keep doing these because I really like, you know, kind of recapping these books. Um, I like the, the amount of knowledge that I'm getting out of it. I'm always open to suggestions. You guys got books that you think I should read or should check out. Definitely open to checking out some of those. Um, this one was kind of a fluke. I actually wasn't reading this one. Uh, I was reading um, The Magic of, I don't know, Thinking Big, The Magic of Thinking Big. Um, and then I, I don't know what happened. I, I 
saw this one, picked it up, started reading it. And I was like, oh man, this is, I'm definitely going to stay on top of this one. Um, so I got to go back to reading The Magic of Thinking Big, which is also a really good book uh, on leadership and business. Um, because I, you know what, man, it, it's really hard to find a good fatherhood book that isn't like an autobiography or isn't like what to expect when you're expecting like a baby book, right? So this business of fatherhood series is, is taking what I've learned as a father, that fatherhood is much like being a CEO or an entrepreneur or a business owner and applying some of the principles like the 10X rule when we did that one a couple of weeks ago by Grant Cardone, I've been 10Xing my fatherhood you know, with different things that I learned in the book, right? Using that 10X rule. Um, you know, there's been different things in different books that I've taken and I've applied and I can see why they, they help people in business, why people in business using these principles are so successful. And we can take those same principles as fathers and use them to our benefit, right? To create growing, thriving families, like they would create growing, thriving businesses. And so I'm going to continue to do these um the business of fatherhood is 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 dope i'm gonna get a couple of guys on here a couple of business guys um i've had some in the past i'm gonna reach back out and get some more guys in here to talk about these different things but i i really hope right i really hope that these are, are working for you guys i really hope that you guys are hearing these and I'm going oh man i can use that i can apply that you know as the ceo of my family i can do this and delegate that and these different things right how to motivate and inspire um you know my people uh, to kind of do what they need to do, my family to do what they need to do. Uh, that being said, I am uh, going to sign off here pretty soon. I'm going to be out of town next week. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to record. I'm going to be out of the country, actually. So we may miss an episode, and then I'll be back in the country with hopefully uh, uh, some new stuff for you guys. I got a 24-hour flight, so lots of time to read. <laughs> <laughs> um, we might get two books next week. Who knows, right? But I'm going to hop off here, man. Thanks you. Thank you guys. If it's your first time listening, uh, sincerely appreciate you hopping on, um, checking out the episode. Um, if you are a return listener, thank you again, man. I really appreciate it. If you aren't already following me, you can go ahead and follow me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at you can call me coach, the letter you can call me coach. Um, you can find the podcast on instagram and twitter at four fit fatherhood the number four um and then you know if you if you want to get a little bit more information you want to see the videos you want to get more of the background of guests you want to catch up on past episodes head over to forfitfatherhood.com again the number four fitfatherhood.com um all of the episodes are there all the videos youtube links all that stuff is there for you to check out for your listening and viewing pleasure all right, fellas, that's it. I'm out of here.